G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Funder here for another edition of Wrestling All Stars. But first, before I introduce my co-host, let me just tell you about the deals you can save with SaveWithAlex.com. That's right, you can save on your collectible wrestling figures at SaveWithAlex.com. And now, Alex. Hey, hey, it's Alex. Uh, what's the haps, man? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, shit. for anyone who doesn't realise that, big story coming out of uh, Australian wrestling? Yeah, except I have no idea what Harold's son is smoking with that headline. Oh, like, yeah. The article has nothing to do with the headline. Okay, so you're you're a member of the Herald Sun or you brought a physical copy. Uh, care to fill or, us in on what nah. the headline is and what the article says? Um, basically, it said, the headline said, like, oh, ex-AFL players wanted for wrestling promotion or some bullshit. Um, and the closest it said to that in the, uh, in the article was, oh, it's going to be a big fan fest and it's going to go to different places like like it's going to start in Melbourne but there's going to be one in Bendigo and Ballarat and Geelong like the less travelled places and it's going to be basically Starcast and you know we might chuck in a couple of ex-AFL players that the locals might want to see as see for a meet and greet as well Yeah. but the, the headline made it sound like someone's starting a wrestling promotion and they want to start it with ex-AFL players. Yeah, so here it is uh, from the 411 Mania. Oceania Pro Wrestling announces 2023 event with Starcast, Mickey James and Nick Aldis. I mean... Outrageous. Yeah. Uh, key people, uh, Mickey James, co-executive producer, Nick Alders, co-executive producer, Conrad Thompson, co-promoter. I mean, isn't he promoting Jim Crocker promotions? I guess uh, that was the, a one-off, maybe? Okay. And Cam Vale, former CEO of Basketball Australia and Hockey Australia. And COO of North Melbourne Football Club. Of course. I mean, so you have two North American wrestlers here, a guy who's most well known for his podcasts and his um, financial work, I guess you could say. But, but he's a promoter, man. He's done enough star casts to be able to promote this. And a guy who has no wrestling history in the country they're trying to run wrestling. It's interesting. This this sort of screams back to the era of early 2000s when the scene was really red hot and we had all those different internationals trying to come over and set up shop. Yeah, no, this isn't going to be a promotion. Okay. From, from the media release, this is essentially an Australian company helping Starcast come over here. Okay. 
So, nope. and that's where, like, they haven't worded everything correctly because they're like, oh, Oceana Pro Wrestling. And they're making it sound like it's going to be a new promotion, but it's not. It's just a fan fest, basically. Okay, well, that's... Yeah, from the Herald Sun headline that's behind a paywall to the company name you're using for this, it just... It seems weird on paper. Yeah, they should have just said outright StarCast is coming to Australia. And Even every, if... every wrestling fan would get it. Yeah. And there is that demand here for that stuff. We've seen Mick Foley tour. We've seen uh, Eric Bischoff tour. We've seen a number of guys who Conrad works with express interest in coming over to Australia. So, mm. and guys who have worked Australia before, your Jeff Jarrods, your, uh, let's see, your Rick Flairs. <laughs> I mean, to a degree, Nick Aldis has done stuff in Australia before. Um, oh, yeah, he did that tour with House of Hardcore as NWA World Champion. He had a championship match. Oh, I can't remember who the one in Queensland was against. I think he had a match against Bonser in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, and um, Mickey James has done House of Hardcore here. I'm yeah, sure. I met Mickey James. She yeah. seems nice. Oh God, three. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Oh, oh, here's a fucking holy shit that happened this year. Mickey James coming out to Hardcore Country at the Royal Rumble. That was this year. <laughs> yeah, it seems like forever ago. Uh, in this media release, it says here, uh, the event will be a combination of a major sporting event and a major cultural event, like a Comic-Con all rolled into four days. Yeah, because, like, the StarCast events, like, have um, non-televised, like, GCW matches and like there was some impact matches and stuff like that. So I could see them doing like, oh, all right. So Starcast during this hour, there'll be like some, maybe some deathmatch down under and then maybe some MCW and you know, all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also, what caught my eye here. The event will be targeted for the last quarter of 2023, so this is a year they've got to work on it, they're giving it themselves. With work to begin immediately on securing a location capable of hosting at least 5,000 fans from around Australia and New Zealand across four days. Yeah, and they cut, it's not going to be like a typical arena sort of thing. It's gonna, they're going to have to find like a convention centre. Like a Melbourne Convention Center, it's in a good location there near yeah uh, near the casino, so it's close to public transport. Do uh, it at the aquarium. <laughs> the aquarium, or do you mean the aquatic center where no, MCW no, was? No, the actual aquarium. It'd be it's the perfect setup for a convention with the different rooms and stuff, and you got a cool ass background for the photos. Like imagine, like ah. Oh, 
hypothetically, Ric Flair comes on this thing, which I reckon is a pretty high chance. You get to take a photo with Ric Ric Flair in front of a shark. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, It's late, folks. I'm fucking delirious. (laughs) Delirious? What's he doing in the elite zone? I'm just booking Ring of Honor. (laughs) I wish. Uh, Goes on the list what this guy's done. Bull also commented on the importance of the Australian wrestling industry, outlining he had been planning and scouting Australian talent and companies over the last 12 months and hopes to use his sporting business experience to support the Australian New Zealand wrestling communities. Mm. Uh, brands like Melbourne City Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Australia, and the new Tamashi brand from New Japan Pro Wrestling, amongst others, uh, many others, are developing great local content that needs a once-a-year grand stage. Okay, so it sounds like this guy's idea is to have it as sort of um, WrestleMania weekend, but down under with all the indies coming and putting on shows. Yeah. I, I don't hate that idea on paper. No. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We've got as a... Um, I'm just having a look through here. There's nothing really else that stands out to me. Uh, It's still too early to say. Yeah. To me, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year because you have New Japan going local. You have PWA touring the east coast of Australia now. You have WWE, who's probably looking to come back next year, even just for house shows. You have AEW who's going global, and you bet they probably want to be looking at the Australian market. So, and you've got World Series Wrestling coming back. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Oh, they're trying to hang in there. Oh, keep trying. Um, actually, yes. Did you see the post Survivor Series press conference with Triple H? This is one thing I wanted to bring up from it. I saw a clip, but I didn't see any of Triple H's stuff. I saw a clip of Sammy. Oh, the Sammy Paul's, Paul Heyman stuff was great. Yeah, It was like totally out of, out of kayfabe and just Paul Heyman just putting over Sammy Zayn for his work and Sammy Zayn clearly getting emotional about it, which was nice. But, um, so... They talked to someone asked a question about oh can we expect to see more shows like Clash at the Castle for different countries? Like are we gonna see WWE going back to different countries? And you know, they Triple H gives the usual spiel, like we hope to do something like that real soon with other countries. And you know how he always gives an example of countries he'd like to go to? First country you mentioned was Australia. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. But there's also rumours coming out this week that they're going to do a pay-per-view in India. Yeah, I think that one's probably going to be before us. 
Yeah. Surprised they never pulled the trigger on that whilst uh, Jinder was champ. They did a big stadium show. Um, And they took the belt off Jinder before they got there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was like a non-televised thing. But yeah, um, because they put the belt on Jinder for that show and they noticed the ticket sales just didn't change. Like... Yeah, it didn't make any difference to ticket sales. Oh, poor Jinder. Yeah, he got hindered. Hindered, for sure. So, uh, look forward to seeing Roman Reigns versus Shanky in the main event of some Indian <coughs> pay-per-view. Shanky, Jesus. That'd be terrible. Um, uh... Roman could do it. Ro- Roman could pull off a half-decent eight-minute match out of Shanky. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe. Sort of hard. I'm just trying to find when that gender rain was. 2017. Okay. Okay, there we are. Uh, title, 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 title. Uh... Because SmackDown was really good in 2016, but it was really bad in 2017. Mm, wonder why. Yeah, just uh, I was just trying to see if I could see the Indian dates, but it doesn't really matter. No. doesn't matter. Oh, well. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, anything else quickly on this uh, Oceania StarCast pro wrestling comic-con thing i still think there's a good chance i won't go to it <laughs> You're I terrible, mean, Ariel. how many like the whole appeal of starcast is like oh meet all your favorite legends well how many are they actually going to get to come over here well once i hear the lineup i'll I'll have a think about it, but... Uh, hang on. Yeah. That's, but, like, that's cool. if they're going to do, like, Australian legends or Australian-based legends, like, that's not a big enough draw, to be honest. That's not StarCast. I'm just having a look at some of these people. Uh... Arn? You'd go meet on. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who do, else? Do you think Arn with his sciatic nerve issues is going to sit on the plane for 18 hours? He's got what? With his sciatic nerve issues or whatever it's called. Oh. Sciatica and like how his hand cramps up and stuff. Yeah. He's not going to sit on the plane for 18 hours. Beefcake. I mean, if Hogan goes, he'll go. <laughs> Bret Hart? Like, even then, like, yeah, I'm sure Brett would love to, but, like, with Brett's health issues, will he fly that far? When was his stroke? Was it before or after 2002? I think it was 2002. 
Okay, so it was after he came out for WWA that first time. Uh, it was after WWA, I swear. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing maybe you bring out someone like Alvarez or Meltzer, try to bring those guys out to Australia. You've got to have a look at... Um, have a look at Conrad's like a million podcasts. That they're your easy answers for who he would probably bring over. Okay, hang so on. So like Eric Bischoff, yeah, probably. He's done Australia before. Yeah, he'll probably come. Uh, Bruce Pritchard, no, because WWE. Yeah. Um, Tony Schiavone, probably not. JR, probably not. Maybe. Maybe. Um, who else has he got? He's got Foley. D- He's got Foley. Foley will. I think Bischoff and Foley are a lock. Uh, he's got DDP and Jake Roberts. I don't think Jake will. I think DDP would. Yeah. Um, he's got Kevin Nash. I think Kevin Nash would. And he's got a Matt Hardy podcast. I don't know. It depends with AEW. If he's booked like how he is now, yeah, he'll, he'll probably come. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the Conrad podcast off the top of my head. Angle? Oh, Angle. Yeah, for sure. Angle. I mean, hmm. I think I'd go to a thing that had that I had a chance to meet um, DDP, Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, and Kevin Nash. I'd go to that. I'm uh, just having a quick look here for anyone else. Jim Ross probably wouldn't fly over because it's so far. Yeah. Jarrett would. Oh, Jarrett would for sure. Jarrett would actually. I'd, I'd love to meet Jeff Jarrett. Glacier? Glacier's got a podcast? No, no, I'm, I'm looking back through people who have appeared at um, StarCast. Oh, uh, well, Jeff Jarrett has a podcast. I forgot about that one. Um, Glacier, maybe. Uh, let's see. That'll put butts in seats. It would. <laughs> Conan? Yeah. Oh, actually, he's had a lot of health issues lately. Oh, my goodness. Uh, buff? If he keeps his shit together, yeah. Oh, no. Okay, we can talk about that uh, later then. Uh, uh, Steamboat? Probably not. Maybe. I, I can say it. I mean, I've Dang. watched cl- clips of his match. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he looks healthy. Stang. Yeah, Stang. Oh, Slater. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sting. Uh, Sting. Oh, man. He should. Uh, AEW thing again, I guess. Yeah. But, like, if Sting's off TV for a couple of weeks, it doesn't really matter. Sandman or Raven? Sort of scraping the barrel now. Nah. I, I think, so there's this thing where I've noticed in, like, wrestling figure groups where 
like people that were watching wrestling in the late 90s in Australia, like yeah. there's a very heavy WCW bias. Like you. I, yeah, no, but there is a lot of people like me, like that, that'll hit me up and be like, oh, can't buy some WCW figures. Do you have any WCW figures for sale? Blah, 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 shit like that. It's always like, oh, I want some late 90s WCW Nitro era stuff. And people are always glorifying that era. I think it's because, like, it was more accessible at the time. So I think anyone that, if they're to bring over anyone that was in WCW during the Nitro era, like from, like, 95 to, like, 99 they'll draw in Australia. So, like, Raven would draw. Like, even Sandman would. Yeah. Like, Buff would actually be pretty over-huge here. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We don't really have anything like um, this in Australia. The closest thing would be that Wrestle, was it, um... Super Showdown weekend where they ran MCW the night before and Wrestle Rock the afternoon of. Yeah, but when was like, have we ever had like a wrestling meet and greet convention outside of actual uh, shows themselves doing meet and greets? Not that I can think of. Outside of outside the wrestlers who come and do events like supernova oz comic con uh, even maybe then how, how many how many do you get wrestlers Not, two or three maybe yeah maybe yeah yeah so like i think this is cool like if like i've actually talked myself into wanting to go just for the maiden great part i don't really care about the actual wrestling oh I can watch that at home and be more comfortable. But, um, yeah, um, as far as the meet and greets, I think I'd be pretty into that, and especially if they do the usual star cast thing of, like, oh, we're going to do a live Mick Foley podcast and a live Kevin Nash podcast and all that. That'd be great. Yeah. Be I, nice. I, th- I think we should both go. I think well, we should... Uh, get a hotel room and record a podcast in the hotel room. And I can say wildly slanderous things about my employer. <laughs> <laughs> then we have a falling out, and we sue the employer, and then oh, you're shit, like, yeah. yeah, I'll put up the cost. And then I become bitter because you don't put up the cost. Just fall out together. <laughs> no? Oh, my God. Uh, anyway. Uh... Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, I do need um, to get down that way anyway and do stuff next year. But uh, I do have a little sheet of notes here. Uh, a few things about WWE, a few things about AEW. But do you want to touch on? I suppose you could call it the Wrestling Oz Style Weekly Rest uh, Yearly Spotify Wrap. Yeah, so you told me not to look at it. So yeah. I have no idea. I wouldn't even know how to find it to begin with. So 
Actually. It'll just be interesting to see, like, if if uh, if they have like a breakdown of like, oh, this episode was the most listened to, and it's a Fugs episode. It's probably because I listen to Fugs on repeat <laughs> sometimes. Now, but, do you listen to us on Spotify? Because that's mainly where I listen back to our shows. Yeah, I listen on Spotify. Okay, so I'll read these out, and then I'll um send it through to you. Uh, uh, in 2022, you did your thing. You created. Do you want to have a guess how many minutes of uh, podcasts we created? Minutes. Yeah, oh. or you can say days. Days. Okay, I reckon we did like three days worth. Where is my calculator now that I look for it? Uh, so we did three thousand four hundred and sixty-eight minutes of new content. Shit. Uh, 60 times... This has been one of our slower years. Uh, Yeah. I would say we've released less stuff this year than we have previous. Yeah. About two and a half days worth of uh, content there for you humans. So if you're feeling a bit sick and under the weather come Boxing Day, there you are. You can go back, listen to the archive. Uh, It says... More than 94% of other creators in the sport category. I guess we're listed as a uh, sports podcast. Oh. Uh, so as I send these through to Alex, as we uh, continue on, uh, can you guess your number one? Okay, so it gives you three choices. The 26th of July, uh, episode 193 of The Wrap. Uh, 7th of September, episode 198, The Wrap. Or episode 170, the uh, third annual Wazzy's Best and Worst of 2021. Um, it's probably The Wazzy's, right? Yeah, you've got it, The Wazzy's. Uh, 409% more streams than your average episode. Fuck. That's Uh, insane. The next part is your podcast loves to travel. It was heard in how many countries do you think this year? Well, I do know the smack it down numbers. So. (laughs) We're not as big as those boys yet. (laughs) No, we're going to find out. Four. Four different countries. Okay, uh, five. Okay, that's more than Smack It Down. Smack It Down had four. Okay. Uh, do you want to have a stab at our top three? Two of countries? these countries I got, one I did not. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say New Zealand? No. Okay. Two more England. guesses. England? Uh, so the whole of the UK? No, you've got one more guess. Fucking hell, America. Yeah. There we go. Coming in third, the United States. Okay. Coming in second, Brazil. Fucking hell. I mean, they must really love us talking about Take Onty. What the fuck? That's so weird. (laughs) I don't know. But uh, shout out to all the humans from Brazil. 
Oh, and, fun uh, fact, my, my missus has a tattoo that just says Brazil on her rib cage. <laughs> not even joking. Uh, and she got it when she was 16 and she went on exchange to Brazil for a year. So I'm basically Brazilian. <laughs> you can call, call me Fruit Naldinho. Oh, goodness. And <laughs> number one, Australia. Why uh, didn't I guess Australia? I thought you meant other countries. <laughs> Oh, that's probably what I said. Uh, something magical happened between the 20th of February and the 26th of February. You had 269 more listeners compared to your average week. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I haven't jumped on the computer and looked at all the stats fully. Uh, whoever said sharing is caring was probably a fan of yours. Uh... Now, out of these four, do you want to have a guess which one is the most used to uh, share our podcast? Facebook, Twitter, Other, or Direct Link? Uh, Facebook. Uh, Facebook makes up 12%. That's not that. Direct Link? Correct. 81%. Fucking hell. Yeah. Your podcast was in the top 30 most shared podcasts globally. Now, wow. Your listener's podcast personality is the enthusiast. Your listeners are super fans. Uh, when their favourite podcast releases a new episode, they're among the first to know going above and beyond to show their support. What's the next one? Uh, your podcast saw a lot of gains this year. Uh, so all these are percentage growths. Percentage growth of listeners. Any get any care to guess there? Well, I'm just gonna go off of smack it. I'm gonna guess smack it down numbers here. So seven percent. Fifty six. What? Yeah. Uh, percentage of follower growth. Uh, actually, no, that's the follower growth that I guess. So I'll guess seven. Seventy-seven. Seven, seven. What? Uh, How? I don't know. <coughs> percentage... Do we actually have a shitload of people listening and I have no idea? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Oi, hit me up. <laughs> Let's uh, chat. Percentage of uh, our growth, our gains? Mm-hmm. 81%. What the fuck is going on? Why did we have a banger year? <laughs> I don't know. And uh, last one on this part of the page. Percentage uh, gains in streams. I think streams is when somebody uh, plays the um, start of your thing, isn't it? Start your yeah. podcast. A hundred and forty-one percent growth. What? Yeah. You and your fans have something special. Okay. Uh, so this is the uh, top fan page. Right. How many top ten? Uh, how many fans do you think have us in their top 10 podcasts? Uh, 
How many fans have us in the top ten? Yeah. Um, How many do you think? Five. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Five. Five fans. Uh, fourteen. Fuck me. That's yeah, I'm going to send all this through to Alex in a moment. He hasn't seen any of this, so I could get his genuine reaction on there because I looked at this this morning and went, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, it's so 14 so, for top we're 10. smashing Smack It Down, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seems Alex is uh, not getting his contract renewed after a year <laughs> on a Smack It Down. Uh, <laughs> best of luck, future endeavoured. <laughs> How many top... Uh, fans, do you think have us in their top five podcast? So we had 14 for top 10. Oh, for top five, I guess I'll guess seven. Eight. Fuck me. <laughs> and how many fans do you think have us as their number one podcast? Uh, we just had eight for top five. I don't even have us in our top, in my top five. I've got us at number three for most listened to podcasts on Spotify. So I, I can't, it can't be more than one, surely. Four. What? Yeah, four. Whoever you are, please let me know. Uh,. Yeah, so I'll send these through to I'll, her. I will literally put you on this podcast if you hit me up. Well, because that's I, how I, Dan I the Man know, got on the air. Yeah, I want to know, like, what, why you listen to us? <laughs> why? <laughs> that's a big question. Um, what you like? What you want us to do more of? Fuck. If more we got, bugs next year. If we got, yeah, fugs will come back 2023, I swear. Um. But yeah, like, why the fuck you do you listen to me? Like, uh, I get it with Chris, but like, me? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck's wrong with you? Are you okay? Are you okay out there? Okay, I'm sending you through the uh, first part. Uh, we only had... Do you want to have a guess how many episodes we had this year? Uh, before this one, so... Oh, actually, it'd be December to November window how many episodes before this year no no how many episodes from december last year to november this year oh could we have done like 30 ish oh you're right on the ball uh 33 fuck yeah there you are man i've sent all those uh screenshots through to you those will go up on the uh the socials uh, sometime over the next couple of days. I'll uh, do a nice post on there and on the Instagram for those. Yeah, those numbers are mad. Yeah. What uh, the fuck? If I had the uh, the laptop up and running, I could jump onto uh, Spotify and Podbean and look at those ones as well, actually. Uh, I wanna, I'm just going to quickly find out, like, why episode – like, why the 7th of September's weekly wrap and why the 26th of July's weekly wrap? I think they're before our two breaks, so maybe that's why. Wait, 7th of September. Uh, it was... 
Oh, fuck. Okay. We were reviewing All Out, so obviously <laughs> people wanted to find out shit about... Um, really? Say, One of them's say, our All Out one? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, all right, then what's the other one? Uh, the 26th of July. Could that be when Vince quit? <laughs> yep, Vince retires. Really? Mm. Wow. So, so what, what dates did so you say? So we, we profit from, like, big fucking <laughs> news weeks, basically, which is to be expected, actually. Yeah. But, uh, like, I wouldn't even consider them to be our best episodes. No, nah, like Survivor. So the, oh, that was the, this year, too, the Survivor Review. The best episodes we do... <laughs> Are the ones where like it's been a slow news week, so we're we're gonna have to try to bullshit our way to make it entertaining. Yeah, uh, no, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, that's crazy. Ah oh, man, um, should we get down to the uh, the meat and potatoes of it all? Do you have anything you want to discuss from outside uh, AEW or WWE? Uh, no, not at all. You um, said you did watch a bit of the uh, the Dream Boats match. How'd that go? I saw clips. Man, he's he's still got it. He's still got it. He's much okay, so it's not a, a case of uh, Ric Flair. Dude, he, he can still hit a fucking smooth arm drag. And that's all you really want from Ricky Steamboat. Oh, uh, man. I might have to go and watch that now. Um... So, do we go with... Actually, uh, Jay, Jay Lethal dressed up like WrestleMania 3 Macho Man as well, oh. which was perfect. Oh, who was the uh, the surprise uh, third on the team of Lethal and Brock? Oh, fucking Nick Aldis. I mean, at least it wasn't a J-E-W-F-J-A-R-E-W-T. I thought it had to have been Jeff. That's what I thought. Oh. Yeah, if only. <laughs> if only just to annoy Alex more. Uh, um, I, I did skip it, uh, Impact this week with the um, the Sunday War Games. Uh, that was a bit of a pain in the ass, but uh, maybe Impact this week. Um, because I've got my computer set up all up and running now, as you can sort of hear with my mic. Uh, so do you want to chat AEW first? Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, I should ask off the top, have you seen this week's edition, uh, so today's edition as we record this uh, Thursday night Australian time, of uh, Dynamite? Indeed I have. Okay. Did you happen to notice uh, a certain champion wasn't on TV? Yeah, he's in Australia. Ah, he already knows where I'm going. Yes, uh, Fozzie's front man is live in Brisbane. Or he was yeah. last night. Yeah, I, I had no idea they were on tour, tour down here until I saw all the news sites say that Jericho wasn't going to be on Dynamite. Yeah, well, if you do remember, this was the uh, the time he was supposed to have off. Oh, fucking oath it was. And then everything went pear-shaped and uh, Mox is supposed to be having this time off too. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So, Fozzie and Oz, would you go to a Fozzie show? And I was thinking about this, and I was like, 
get some cheap seats, go out with a few mates, have a few beers. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I probably would. I'm actually much- looking um, at how much tickets are right now for the Melbourne show. And they're sold out, by the way. General admission is sold out. $85 tickets. Not bad. Ooh, they're playing Mac- Matt's Watts in uh, Melbourne. Yeah. Who do they guess? Black Cherry, plus special guess. Okay. VIP package. Show ticket not included. What the hell? What's a VIP package with Posse get you? Uh, oh, it's sold out, it doesn't say. Well, the LA ones there. Main group with the members of Posse. Private sound check. Uh, featuring a mini set of fuzzy and classic rock songs. Group picture with the band. Signed photograph. Early hassle-free merch shopping when available. 200 US and does not include a show ticket. Ooh. I like Fozzy. I don't like him that much. <laughs> you like him? Jeez, they've had one tolerable song. Come on. I mean, there's some other all right songs. I just don't know their name. They do a good cover of ABBA's SOS, which is such a weird choice. But yeah, <laughs> they do a great ABBA cover, which is so odd. <clears throat> um, actually, while we're talking about Chris Jericho, did you see that he was revealed as one of the masked singers in America? I did see a photo of it, but <laughs> that was purely just through, like, our botchamania. Yeah, so I went back and I was like, oh, I'll check out the performances because he was uh, a car- He was dressed up in a costume called The Bride or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll go check it out and see, like, oh, how they disguised him. And, like, the very first song he does, like, a few weeks back, like, he comes out and he sings a song and he's like, come on, baby! I'm like, come on. How, how, how does anyone not know that's Chris Jericho? Come on, baby! That's Chris Jericho! <laughs> come on, baby! It's just like, oh, I guess, like, not everyone is diehard wrestling fans, but, like, you're a diehard wrestling fan, like, you had to hear one second of his performance and know, oh, that's a fucking Chris Jericho. Uh, He's got a very distinct voice. Yes, certainly does. Uh, so, AEW, uh, last week, you know, Warbo's there, he's in a backstage, like, pre-take, and he's cutting a really good promo, and it's like, this is probably the best thing you've done since you beat MJF. Yeah, and then he's going. So, Joe, you're not the TV TNT champion. I am. What the fuck was the ending of this promo? <laughs> oh fucking hell! You had me up until that point. <laughs> this is yeah, uh, yeah. Uh... Or say, you you like blindside me, and I'm gonna come back to get my title or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, the problem is, this week, he's still saying it. It's like, you're not the real TNT champion I am. But it's like, no. 
Like, it's not like he even got cheated. That's what I was about to bring up. Joe didn't cheat. It was a freeway match. And... <laughs> what he did was within the rules of the match. So, yeah. like, it kind of just makes Wardlow look like a whiny little bitch. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I suppose we can talk uh, briefly about Rampage. Dark Order done. So, um, yeah, I didn't see Rampage this week just because of bowling duties. Um, yeah, we had our first day of tournament matches on Saturday, so I didn't see any of that. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, what's his name? Ten, Preston Vance has the match against um, Rush, and at the end he turns his back on Dark Order. They um, lost in... Uh, was it? Uh, anyway, Lost in Goblin Nublaze type faction. I can't think of their current name. Lost um, Faction. Lost in uh, whatever Alex said. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, they lay out Dark Order and Preston goes back up the rampway and takes off his mask and throws it on the ground in front of Negative One, who's just there, sort of looking at the mask and crying. And then they all do the Lost in Goblin Nublaze, like, fist pose while standing over the top of Negative One. Nice. Nice. How did Negative One sell? Was he all right with it? Yeah, I think he's gone a lot better. Yeah, cool. Well, he's still a child, so you got to give him a little leeway, but... Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, I, I think there is a lot of potential with Preston Vance. And I think the Dark Order's been dead for about a year now. So, why not? Is there any way to save Dark Order? No. The best uh, way to save it is to get rid of it. Okay. Leave I'm not sure if you can see the, alone. Uh, the photo there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Good that's good ring sign. Uh, yeah. I suppose speaking of uh, Twitter, now <laughs> I shouldn't be really the one to complain about this, but <laughs> Alex is probably like, "Oh God, please don't." <laughs> Excalibur, you know, pretty good commentator. Doesn't really cop any shit from anyone. Are you still banging on about this thing? <laughs> what thing? Mm, I'll let you get to it. How would you introduce the last name of Tomohiro? It's Ishii. But, <laughs> but there are people that have said Ishii in the past. <laughs> what was most confusing to me is Excalibur starts out as Ishii and then because Ian's on commentary because it's a Ring of Honor match against Jericho. He's calling him Ishii, and then Excalibur's switching between the two. It, it is confusing because there... I believe someone posted a thing where there isn't a proper, like, English translation for it. Oh. So, like, there's a way to say it in Japanese, which would be to actually say Ishii. 
but English people are always just going to say Ishi. So it's like you either say it the correct, very Japanese way, or you say it the more Western way. So I think there's like no right answer. Fair enough. But yeah. But, but I still think it should just be Ishi. Yeah, because I noticed the New Japan uh, Japanese commentary also says, well, excuse me, also says Ishii a lot of the time. Like yeah, a, and the, Ishii Tomohiro. But like the ring announcer says, like, Ishii. It's like, it's kind of like a really long E. Yeah. It's not really an Ishii, it's, but it's not an Ishii. It's like an Ishii. Ishii Tomohiro. Yeah. Ah, I see what you mean. So there's like a... It's like a real grey area with his name. Yeah. Uh, Stone Pitbull, though. Really good match against Jericho. Jericho flips him off in the beginning, and they sort of catches Ishii, and Ishii doesn't want to submit, and then he puts out his finger to Jericho, and then submits using his finger. Unreal. Uh, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, we saw uh, Regal come out, sort of explaining what he did. Said MJF won't be here this week. You don't deserve him. Uh, Moxley comes out, but Danielson comes out and says, "Yeah, don't hurt him. You know he's got a bad neck and everything." And Mox just goes, "I want you to do one thing: run." What I loved about this is that it set up what happens this week. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk like, about it if you want, because we'll probably forget by next week. Yeah. Like, we might as well, because there's a chance that we might not be able to record until after Dynamite next week either. So we might as well. Um, so this week, MJF turned on Regal and hit him in the back of the neck. With the brass knuckles, the very neck that Brian Danielson sort of set up the week before, talking about. Yeah, it it was really good. How how um like MJF used the email saying like Regal sent me an email saying uh, if you want to earn it, you don't shouldn't use the dynamite ring. You should use the uh, you should be reaching for the brass ring. Mm. MJF cuts his usual promo. Bidding war of 2024. Jolly old Saint Nick. Uh, trips. Winking a nod. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, th- then he just flat out goes, oh, I'm Triple H the game. <laughs> uh, um, what do you think of the new championship belt? You could barely tell. Once it zoomed out, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It from from like a distance, it just looks like it's got a brown strap instead of a black one. And needs the, to go on. Oh, they just. I guess like doing it this way is the best possible way of giving him the Burberry pattern without making it look fucking tacky. Because, like, if they went full on the actual Burberry scarf pattern, it would look so shit. 
it would look so bad. But yeah. also, he's a heel, so it shouldn't matter if it looks bad. But he's also not like a comedy heel. He's yeah. a dastardly heel, so you don't want him to be have like oh this really comedic thing. Like Matt Cardona is like kind of like. He's a he- dastardly heel, but he's also got that comedic healedness to him. And that's why he can pull off, like, I've turned the GCW title into a spinner belt with Velcro straps. Was that this year? That was last year. Oh. Yeah, still great, though. Did you see, like, this is so off topic, but, like, um... I can't remember. I saw the link once and I haven't seen it since. I've tried to find it because I wanted to talk about it. But Triple H was asked in an interview about Matt Cardona and if, if like, he would have any interest in bringing back Zack Ryder and Triple H said something along the lines of, like, uh, I'd be interested in bringing in a Matt Cardona, maybe not a Zack Ryder. November 15th. It was around my birthday. Uh, Triple H is a big fan of Macadona, could possibly bring him back as part of a two-for-one deal. Cardona was released in 2020, but could be brought back soon. Triple H claimed Matt wouldn't come back alone, though. Triple H higher up said they want to bring back his wife, Chelsea Green. Yeah, and, and there was, like, talks that, like, if he comes back, it's going to be, like... Not as Zack Ryder, it's going to be Matt Cardona. Ooh. And well, they that, are different. Like, Zack Ryder worked for a minute in 2011, and its ceiling was that US title. Like, Zack Ryder would never be a main eventer. Matt Cardona could. Yeah. Matt Cardona could. And, like, the problem is, if Matt Cardona comes in, how many fucking heels do they have on the main roster right now? Like, big heels. Like, you you got, like, Miz is always going to get lots of story time. And I'm not talking about the main eventers either. You got Miz taking up TV time. You got Austin Theory taking up a lot of TV time. You got Seth, who's kind of healed but like kind of a face now you got uh baron corbin with jbl taking Mm. up tv time and that's just raw and that's the three hour show and i didn't even mention like the main of main main eventers judgment day yeah judgment day you got like well now you got the Usos on Raw every week. And they're actually treated like top guys on Raw, which is fucking great. We'll get there. And then you on SmackDown, you've got, what, you got Roman, you've got uh, Gunther, you've got Karrion Cross, you've got LA Knight, who's a heel now for some reason. Um, hmm. Yeah. And that's the two-hour show. Yeah, it's very hard to uh, slot him in somewhere there. Yeah, there's... I I just... Like, as much as I would love him to come back, and as much as I would love to hear, like, 
always ready Matt Cardona come out at the Royal Rumble, which would be sick. I, I just don't know if there's room for it. Or perhaps could he co- come in for the Rumble as this year's Mickey, uh, this year's Mickey James? Like, holy shit. That'd be great. Hmm. It was a one-off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, back to MJF. Um, <laughs> fuck me. I'm such a... I've, I've got issues, man. Um, Brilliant Hill. Yeah, fantastic. They ha- There will be people that will say, oh, we didn't get enough of Regal and MJF. That's the fucking point. That's actually the fucking point of it all. Because we all wanted to see it. And MJF's a literal fucking heel and he's not going to let you have what you want. That's the fucking point. The only thing he's going to let you have that you want is him being world champion for a long time. The way he was talking about his title run made me think that he's going to drop it soon. I suppose that's another interesting thing to sort of look at because it was supposed to be Punk. Moxley was never supposed to have the title once Punk had it. No. And Punk got injured, so Mox was interim champ, and then Mox became full champ, and then Mox lost it to Punk, and then Punk went nuclear, and then Mox won it back, and they course-corrected with Mox. So it was supposed to be Punk in this match against MJF. Do you think it would have been Ace still turning his back on Punk and then MJF laying out Ace Steel? Well, they started to set up the whole Ace Steel thing before Punk left. Yeah. Like, um, like Ace Steel and Punk cut that promo on the go-home show before All Out, wasn't it? When it was like a couple of weeks before All Out. Where, oh, like, when... Mox issues the challenge for all out and leaves the open contract in the ring and still takes it. Yeah, and there was that one promo where like Punk looks like he's coming out and saying that he's gonna retire. Remember yep. that? Yeah. And then Ace Steel comes out and like gives him a big pep talk and says, Don't fucking retire, you need the belt, basically. Yeah, that's the same show that's later in that show. Punk comes out and then still comes back out and hands Punk the contract once the crowd gets rolled up. Yeah. Because it's in Chicago. So, yeah, yeah, I actually didn't think about it, but I think you're onto something there. I think Ace Steel might have turned on Punk. And then Mox, uh, not Mox, MJF lays out Steel going, you know, you shouldn't have trusted the devil. Now, I, I doubt it would have happened, but... You know, there was a storyline in one of the indie promotions before MJF was even with MLW. Um, I think it was called, like, AIW, like a Cleveland-based indie promotion, where there was a storyline that MJF's dad was Colt Cabana. Uh Uh-oh. So he could have worked that in, but it wouldn't have happened ever. But, no, probably not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, fucking, um, it's just ironic if you think about it. Uh, yeah, the whole thing was like, oh, yeah, the, the Jewish, it was the second generation Jewish superstar, basically. <laughs> oh, goodness. 
Because there's never been like second generation Jewish wrestlers. Hasn't there? <laughs> Name first generation Jewish wrestlers outside of Goldberg and Colt Cabana. Uh... And MJF. <laughs> uh, does Paul Heyman count? <laughs> I said wrestler, didn't I? He wrestled. <laughs> I guess. Barry Horowitz. He's Jewish? Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, okay. He, he used to wrestle, like, in blue trunks with the Star of David on his butt. Oh, okay. Mm. His theme song in 95 was, like, the fucking dreidel song. <laughs> Which one? Stereotypes. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Magically. Oh, the South Park one. Nah. No, but like the original version of the South Park one. Oh. Mm. Uh, I'm just having a look here at MJF. I can't see a note here, unfortunately, of uh, one Mr. Cabana being his father. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a few months of a storyline, which ultimately led to guess what? MJF turning on Colt Cabana. <laughs> Because MJF does what MJF does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's in that movie, The Iron Claw. Yeah, that's where he was last week. Yeah, Zac Efron's playing fucking Kevin Von Erich, not Kerry. When he should be Kerry because he's fucking wide and like a brick shithouse. Yeah. Kevin's more like, like... Kevin's still shredded and jacked. But he's like, got that swimmer physique. Yeah, this will be interesting. Nah, I'm fucking pumped for that movie. <laughs> the the best part about it is like, you see like on Twitter, like the leaked photos of Zac Efron as Kevin Von Erich, and like Zac Efron has stands, right? Like fucking diehard high school musical I've had crush I've had a crush on Zac Efron since I was 10 years old sort of like this one band girls yeah that photo and they're like oh my god look at Zac lol can't wait to see this movie looks hilarious (laughs) and it's like oh you have no idea what you're in for (laughs) because this movie's gonna gonna be the dark stuff yeah it's yeah like oh. it ha- that's pretty much going to be the focal point of it all but it's, it's like th- this dude went from playing like fucking high school musical to fucking Ted Bundy to fucking Kevin Von Erich he played Ted Bundy? yeah they did that Um, there was like a Netflix movie it was really good too oh yeah yeah, I'm, I'm all about serial killers oh. these days. It's great. The <laughs> fucking help. Jeffrey Dahmer thing was so good. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, is this probably the biggest um, biggest uh, wrestling movie since The Wrestler? I mean, Fighting With My Family was meant to be. Oh, I watched that, and that is 
It just it's, does my head fine. in with all the inaccuracies. Yeah. That, like, some... I get it. Like, no one else is going to notice if they're not a diehard wrestling fan. But, yeah. Your audience is to diehard wrestling fans. And everything just about the NXT is inaccurate. And Tamina's not even with AJ, like, in that closing part where she wins the title on Raw. Yeah. I mean, they they could have at least done, like, the botched rampage. <laughs> you know, when Paige hits oh, the rampage yeah. on AJ and it, they kind of botched it. Yeah. That could have been a fun talking point for the movie. Oh, man. Like, like I did yeah. it, but I, I kind of fucked up. Lol, I'm British, so I'm kind of charming anyway. Hee <laughs> hee. Um, yeah, I don't mind that movie. I think I've watched it probably twice, though. I think, watched, uh, it, watched it once in the cinema. Eliza enjoyed it. I was eye rolling the whole fucking time. <laughs> um, I suppose speaking about uh, women's wrestling, we haven't talked about this yet. AW Women's World Championship rect- rect- uh, rectifications. Yeah, that yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, so um, Thunder Rose is no longer the women's champ, and and they're going back and just saying, yeah, Tony Storm was actual women's champ now. Little odd that it uh, the Thunder Rose gets stripped, the dynamite after uh, Tony Storm loses. Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, adding a bit more fuel to that fire, but uh, yeah, so it's a now noted. Uh, retroactively that Thunder Rosa is listed as being stripped of the title on the 4th of September, even though her reign lasts for 172 days. Mm. Tony Storm is retroactively the official champion, even though her entire reign was interim champion, and she mm. hasn't been on TV since to comment about it. Yeah. It's and odd. Jamie, huh? It's so weird, man. And Jamie Hayter got made the official champion a few days later after winning it on the first episode Dynamite post-full year. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. Um, have they updated their website history yet? Because I checked on there last week after Dynamite. Oh, there you go. They've updated it now. Because they didn't have Tony... Or Jamie in here uh, last week. Uh, according to this, Tony became Women's World Champion on the 4th of September at the annual All Out pay per view. The event took place in Chicago. Uh, da, da, da. Tony defeated Britt <coughs> Baker, Hikaru Shida, and Jamie Hayter in a four way match to become the AEW Women's Champion. Okay. Yeah, I, f- I feel really bad for Tony. Because it was always like, well, she's been interim champ, you know. Now she can come back and have a, a full reign, as, and that will be her first official championship reign. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, yeah. I think, like, there's still a story to tell with her. Yeah. With her, like, saying, like, yeah, there's still kind of an asterisk to my title run, so I want to have another shot at it. There's a story to tell there. 
I suppose the uh, the last thing I want to touch on is, uh, well, AEW wise, uh, Jade Cargill picking up the uh, services of uh, Smart Mark and kicking out Kira Hogan from the baddies. Is Kira Hogan going to be the one to uh, defeat Jade? If she is, they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. I was thinking it's either going to be Kira Hogan or Rose Velvet. I think it's Statlander. Yeah, but you're sort of having Jade go around now using um, uh, uh, sort of starting to badmouth the baddies, saying, I'm the one who decides who's in and out of the baddies, and you two women aren't up for it, I can get rid of you and you can be replaced, and that from this week's uh, episode of Dynamite. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, what's up with this Bowwow story, eh? <laughs> it is death, isn't it? Uh, why, why do we care about Bowwow in 2022? Like, in 2002, it was like, I remember little Bowwow from last year. How old is he? He's 35. Okay. I mean, sure, whatever. Go do wrestling, I guess. I mean... I, I guess it's an interesting story that a celebrity has a crush on Jade Cargill and Jade Cargill keeps, like, turning him down. But where do you go from that? Hey him up with Kira Hogan and have Kira Hogan beat Jade? I, I don't know where it's going. It doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's odd. It's I suppose, very odd. Who do you think loses their belt first, Jade or, or uh, Mandy Rose? Mandy. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anything else to add from Dynamite this past week? Because I don't really have too much. Uh, we see the, the claims going to feud with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I mean, yeah, sure. Fine. Put the belt on Jeff Jarrett. And we see like, you know, a really good contenders match coming up for that All-Atlantic Championship where we have Orange Cassidy facing QT Marshall from the factory. I, the did, only... like, I did like the promo, though. Like, <laughs> he's like, I, I, I was sick of getting interrupted, so I'm going to make my challenge now. Orange Cassidy, I want it. Yep. <laughs> yep, right sure. Got you. And then Tony just takes, like, turns around to face the camera and goes, Back to you at the desk. Yeah. QT's <laughs> there just waving his arms. Yeah, that was great. Like, at least they're not trying to set it up like he's a serious threat. Because <laughs> he's not. Because he's... he's not. Um, okay. Do we go over to WWE now? Sure. Okay. Do you have anything you want to uh, touch on before the... Uh the uh, pay-per-view itself. 
Um, I didn't know it was on Sunday. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I was fuming when I realised it was halfway through when I was bowling. <laughs> oh my god, I was so pissed. I was like, oh. uh, I was like, oh. all right, someone, someone else bowl the next game. I'll um, <laughs> I just need to head outside for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> because. I wanted to check out, like, the last bit of the men's war game match because I got a text message off uh, Warwick saying, you'll fucking love what Kevin Owens is wearing. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, yeah, you're right. I did love Kevin Owens wearing, like, a Dusty Rhodes fucking T-shirt with the red elbow pad dressed up like D- Dusty Rhodes about to have a fucking war games match in 1987. I loved it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we should get things uh, kicked off here. This is a pay-per-view. Uh, coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, so opening the pay-per-view is... WWE Hall of Famer Ozzy Osbourne. And what song do we hear from Black Sabbath? War Pigs. Yeah, it's so good. Ozzy there just lip-syncing, dancing around. Well, sort of dancing. And then just at the end he goes, Welcome to War Games, and does his laugh. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. Uh, uh, So kicking... Uh, the show off, we see the women's ball game. So that's Team Bianca. So it's uh, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and Becky Lynch, who are returned on SmackDown, taking on Team Damage Control. Uh, so that is Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO Sky, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki Cross. And I like, you know, Rhea's the first one out for um, Damage Control Team. She gets in the cage. Nikki's the next one out, and Rhea just puts her knee out through the cage, and Nikki climbs up on top of the cage and is posing while Rhea's doing pull-ups. Unreal, right? She's yeah. such a badass. Um, I did love... Um, I did love everything about Rhea in this match. She came across as such a monster. Like, she's literally this generation's China. But China that can fucking go. Hi. Like China can go. (laughs) But like Rhea can have consistent bangers. China could have bangers just depending on who they put her in with. Who was like China's deaf opponent? You put her in the ring with them and it just drain everyone. Oh fuck. She had a few. Well, which one was most prominent? Because whoever that is, that's that generation, Charlotte. (laughs) Anytime China actually had to wrestle a female, it sucked. Ivory? Ivory was an exception. I would say, like, um... Ooh. Fuck, (laughs) she, she had some stinkers with, um... Molly. I remember her having a stinker with Molly. She actually had a stinker with Trish. 
before oh, Trish was, got good and everyone was like, hey, Trish is actually good. Yeah, yeah, because, like, Trish was still, like, T and A Trish at that point. Huh? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, isn't that the Edge and, um, Edge, Edge and Christian show where they ask AJ if they're going to talk about T and A and then they put up that graphic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. Um... But yeah, you make a good comparison there of her being like a like Rhea. I like they point out the um the two women with experience are gonna start it off for each side. So Bianca's starting and Dakota's starting for her team. And in this uh instant, the heels have the advantage. Yeah, which is the correct way to do it. <laughs> yes, we can talk more about that later. Uh so Dakota's in first. Uh, with Bianca, then EO, and then do you remember who comes in uh, second for the Bianca team? Oscar? Yep. Oscar Decana, EO. We go back. Next in is Nikki, I believe. Nikki? Yeah, Nikki. I remember when Alexa Bliss is making her entrance, she's running down, and the camera guy decides it's a good time to like pull the camera cable out in front of her so she almost trips and you can see her turn around look pissed as she's throwing the cable over her head. Like, uh, uh Yeah. When Mia me, me Yim goes to get in the ring, she just decides she wants to throw trash cans in. First one goes in, no worries. Second one bounces out and then bounces out again and then gets in the ring and the fans cheer. Yeah. Um... um. Women had a lot more plunder than the guys did. And I noticed there's one spot in particular where I winced. Dakota's, um, so she's in the ring closest to the ramp. She's up against the cage and the ropes opposite the hard cam. Medium runs in, does like a, a head scissors, and Dakota slings down, hits her head off the mat, possibly off a trash can as well flings back into the ropes off the cage. Unreal. Yeah. It, it That was, like, one of, like, maybe two spots in the women's that didn't look good. They set up a big Tower of Doom at one stage, but then Nikki comes in and pulls off, like, Alexa, and they sort of don't do the Tower of Doom spot. And I'm like, hey, that's pretty good. Because every time you set up for a Tower of Doom, 99% of the time they do the Tower of Doom. So if you're going to tease every now and then that you're not going to do it, it's going to make it feel more important. Exactly. Uh, I like how Asuka, and I'll get your opinions on this, Asuka uses a mist to blind Rhea. So like the big powerhouse who's just been running through everyone in this match is like sort of taken out for five minutes because she's blinded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else of note here for the for the women's match? So before I go to the closing stages, they did pin uh, Bianca in between the two rings at one stage. They slid a table into her. So there's Bailey in the center, and the other two members is damage control on either side. They slide Bianca up, and she's pinned between the two uh, ring posts and the side of the cage. And then Bailey just looks at Nikki and goes, "Nikki, take care of her." And she's yeah. pulling on Bianca's hair, sort of slamming her head into the table. 
Uh, yeah. Anything else of note? Uh, I, I've I had a bit of a heated discussion with Warwick before I actually watched this, and Warwick's like, oh, not a fan of the War Games gimmick. It kind of feels like nothing matters until everyone's in there. Yeah. And it feels like a whole heap of wasting time. And I was like, oh, normally it's not so bad. And then I actually watched this match. It felt so long. I think they needed to shorten the intervals. So it's yeah. like a five-minute thing at the very start, and then every three minutes someone comes in. Yeah, I think a few of those uh, times people went long either getting items from under the ring or setting up spots before the campdown would start for the next one. Yeah, it was just... I don't know. I felt like it dragged hard in that opening, like, everyone getting in the match portion. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, Another thing they didn't do in the women's one, which they do later in the men, they didn't have the the stare-down they've done in, like, almost all of the NXT war games. Yeah. Where once the last competitor gets in, somehow we're separated into two rings and we're going to have a stare-down with each other. Yeah. So that yeah. that was good. If you're doing that moment in the in the men's match, don't do it in the women's. Yeah. Especially like these sort of matches, your Survivor Series, your War Games, your Money in the Banks, where there is now a men's and a women's, you don't want to be doing the same big spots, big moments in each one. Um, exactly. Was it was it Mia Yim? EO and Nikki all jumped off the cage, or Mia just jumped off the top turnbuckle? I can't recall off the top of my head, but I think I think it was just EO and Nikki. Yeah. Uh, closing stage here. Uh, team Bianca puts EO and Dakota on a table, and... Uh, Bianca runs interference, stopping Bailey from making the save as Becky leg drops through the table, pins Dakota for the win for Team uh, Bianca in 39-40. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, I suppose before we talk about the match, we need to talk about uh, the uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, dinner. <laughs> How good was that? <laughs> Dominic and Rhea show up at his parents' house for Thanksgiving uh, dinner, and he said, "Hey, I brought mummy." <laughs> <laughs> and his mother closes the door on him, and then Ray comes in. He's like, "Just put his mask on <laughs> to answer the oh, door." It's so good. What are you doing here, Dom? No, no, we'll talk about this later. Then Rhea pushes the door open. They attack Ray because he's got a broken foot or something, so he's got a moon boot on. Yeah. Oh, so good. Did you notice in the background, too, they're blurring out um, Ray's face as well? Yeah, in the photos, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, It's probably one of the best things Dominic has done in years. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Um. 
other than that, uh, not really too much to uh, add with the Judgment Day, other than, hey, let's have this match. So it's AJ Styles, who has the OC by ringside, taking on Finn Balor with the Judgment Day ringside. This match, for me, was sort of just nothing happening. Yeah. And it goes 18 minutes, and, like, AJ's got the calf crusher in, and Finn... Because AJ's wrenching so far back. He's like doing a bridge with it. So Finn grabs his head and starts ramming AJ's head into the mat whilst in the submission. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this was just a nothing match to me. Uh, AJ here getting the win. Anything you want to add to that? Um, no, no. I really had no interest in this at all, which is so weird because like years ago this would have been a dream match but yeah not like this isn't the Finn Balor I wanted to see face AJ what does he need more plastic stormtrooper bin man mask yeah what the fuck was up with that he looked like one of the um the dudes that shoots people in squid game that's probably a pretty good comparison. He just needed like a circle written on his mask. Like this one's better. His spiky mask. Spiky man mask. Oh, that looked weird too. <laughs> yes, nah. it looks weird, but it suits whatever judgment day is more than just, hey, here's a plain welder's mask that's plastic. You remember when Caden used to come out with the welder's mask in, like, 2012? Yeah, but he made it work. Oh, man. Nah, it still sucked. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, this mask sucked. Yeah. Anyway, uh, following that, what do we have? Oh, uh, yeah, we've got Tank Girl Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey, who has Shayna Baszler ringside for the SmackDown Women's title. Going seven minutes fifteen, and wouldn't you know it, we're on a pay per view called War Games, and Shotzi here gets the victory over. No, you idiots, Ronda wins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, could you imagine? Shotzi runs her over with her tank. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, that sucked. That match sucked. Where do you go next for Ronda? Do you build up to sh- to Becky at Mania? I think, I think it's Becky at Mania, right? It has so to be. What are we doing for Rumble? Oh, who yeah. they got on yeah. SmackDown? That's what I mean. Where are you going to go for freaking Rumble? Okay, you, you could heat up Raquel. I mean, that's one option. Uh, you could heat up Raquel. Um, hang on, hang on. Women's division. Aaliyah, B-Fab. Oh, yeah, yeah, Emma's back. Oh, fuck. And she's in a storyline with um, Riddick Moss, with Madcap Moss. Oh, yeah. Because they're actually dating in real life, so that's fine, I guess. But oh, good for them. 
Yep. Uh, Mad Cat Moss, honorary Aussie. Uh, apparently, Raquel is injured. And so is Aaliyah. Well, fuck. <laughs> um, you I need mean, a baby face, they, don't you? If they can get away with giving Ronda Rousey a match with Shotzi on pay-per-view, on a quote-unquote big four pay-per-view, uh, they can fit anyone into the spot for Rumble. Put Zai Lee in there because your roster's that thin. Yeah, I mean, you can just grab someone from Raw, like any of the people in the War Games match. Like, do Alexa or something. Do Asuka. Yeah, do Asuka. Asuka would actually be good. Yeah. Um, okay, speaking of good, what about this match? Was this good? Triple threat match for the US title. Seth freaking Rollins, your defending champ, versus Bobby Lashley. Wow, look at his ass. Versus Austin Fury. Unreal. I mean... This match was actually great, though. The finish was great. I like what they wanted to do. I liked how they got there. I just don't like that you have this guy with a briefcase and then you're just like, and eh, we'll do it at the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, that's the only confusing part. And, you know, I brought it up last week. He cashed, an open... It was an open challenge. Yeah. He could have just fucking walked down there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was all right. It was sort of the best of your three non-war games matches, but... <laughs> That's not really saying much. No. No, it was... De- I, I think this was my match of the night, to be yep. honest. Just because, yeah, these three have great chemistry together for some reason. Um, and Seth Rollins actually makes Austin Theory seem somewhat interesting. Um, which is a tough task. Um you know, I'll, I'll give Austin Theory's US title run a chance. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, needs more selfie stick. Oh. Needs more. Oh. Needs oh. more. Um. Uh, what's his name? Tyler Breeze about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad, by the way, Austin Theory's grown out his beard instead of having that wacky, goofy-ass goatee he had that made him look like a caricature of a comic book villain. Oh, like, I was going to say, he looked a bit like Shannon Noll. He's going, what about me? It isn't fair. Oh I had God. money bank, now I don't give a damn. Can't you see... No. You just take more, <laughs> and I miss Vince. Uh, yes. Uh, Nolsey. <laughs> uh, everyone's favourite runner-up. Just yep. because no one else remembers the other season's runner-ups. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Put, put Did... some respect on Casey Donovan's name, for fuck's sake. She was a yeah. runner-up. No, I think she actually won it, actually. <laughs> Anthony Kalea, did he win it? Hang on, let me just double-check. I think he was a runner-up. <laughs> oh, hang on. You've now got me on something here. 
They can actually He's sing, though. That's the difference. Us. Yeah, he was... Anthony Kalea was a runner-up. There you yeah. go. There you go. I always thought oh, he won uh, his season. Now I need to find out who won. <laughs> who the fuck beat Anthony Kalea? Why? Why? Oh, it was Casey Donovan. Oh. Okay, well, that explains why. Yeah, um, no, she was actually good, too. Now, did you watch this whole match back in full, or did you just watch back the part that you uh, missed? Because it's uh, a long the, match. The war games? Yeah, the men's war games, I should say. Yeah, I watched back all of it. Okay, so we see Team Brawling Brutes. That's Seamus, Rich Holland, Butch along with Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens, taking on The Bloodline, Roman Reigns, uh, Solo Sokoa, Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso, and Sami Zayn with Paul Heyman uh, by their side. Now, to start things off, the Brutes will have the advantage. Stupid. So dumb. Yeah. So dumb, I hate it. Just because it's obvious that the heels are going to have the advantage doesn't mean you have to do it because they do the opposite because everyone's expecting it. It's just dumb. They should have just left it as it was. Yeah. But to be fair, this was by far the superior War Games match, in my opinion. Yeah. Because c- the emotion involved, the great story. The stuff with Sammy and Kevin. Um, I still don't know where they're going with all of that. Are we still going to... I don't know if we can actually go to Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos now. Mm. Yeah, but, but you could. You still could, I guess. There's still <laughs> heaps of time before Mania. So uh, starting off the match is... Uh, what's he calling? The right-hand man, Jay? And Butch. Yeah, main, main event Jey Uso. Oh, yes. I forgot that he main evented a pay-per-view. Yeah, and then in a he, singles like, match. he went on a streak where he was, like, main eventing every SmackDown for, like, four months. Fuck. Yeah, it was in the Thunderdome. Oh. Yeah, so that's probably really what you count. get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he starts off against Butch. Then, no surprise, Ridge comes out next because they're the tag team. And the clock counts down. And Jimmy goes to leave the shark cage. Roman's holding his shirt, sort of uh, shakes his head in disapproval, points to Sammy, and then points for Jimmy to get his ass back in the shark cage. (laughs) Unreal. So simple. So simple storytelling. Yeah, definitely. So Sammy's a bit sheepish. He gets down to the cage. And as he gets down towards the cage, it's sort of a two-on-one. Jay fights back to his feet, pushing Butch up against the ropes. So Sammy goes in after Ridge. And they're sort of fighting each other. They work their way over into the second cage. And Ridge, I believe it is, is charging at Jay. And Sammy pulls him to the side towards the uh, ring post. And you can sort of see this with the uh, cameraman they've got in the ring. They show it better on the replay later on. But he goes, I got you. <laughs> so, like, even though Jay's going, I don't want to work with you the whole match, Sammy's there trying to 
look after Jay. Yeah. Uh, next in, I believe, was Drew. Following Drew was uh, Jimmy. Then we had Kevin Owens, then Solo. Last in for the Brutes is Sheamus, and last in for the Bloodline is Roman. Uh, not a lot of plunder entered into this match. Uh, as you brought up earlier, Kevin Owens in his uh, very Dusty-inspired gear. At one point, he goes under the ring to reach for chairs, and uh, I believe it's Graves goes, well, I hope he's looking for cowboy boots to complete his Dusty ensemble. He should have worn cowboy boots. It did my head in that he wore sneakers with that outfit. Uh, yeah. Um. Anything really of a note you want to point out during the match? Uh, this was just the Sami Zayn show, wasn't it? This whole main event was built around Sami. It was all about, like, whose side is he on? But whose side is he on? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. But it was just... It's unreal that the growth Sami Zayn has had in the past year, the point where now he's like main eventing a big four pay-per-view and it's all about, it's all about him, which is so cool to see. And, you know, I still think that perhaps the most logical story is for him to beat Roman. Hmm. I don't know if they'd be willing to do it, but then again, Sami Zayn was like the crown jewel of NXT, in my opinion, during NXT's best years. Triple H is in charge now. You never know. And speaking of uh, NXT's best years, who uh, turned on Sami when he first arrived in NXT? Kevin Owens. <laughs> yep, it all comes full squirkle. Is uh, I believe it's Jay tries for a super kick on uh, oh before that Kevin uh hits a stunner on uh Roman one two and Sammy holds up the ref's arm so he can't count the fleet uh the three. Sammy and Owens begin to argue. Jay tries for a super kick. Uh, Kevin catches it with both his arms. So Sammy hits him. Middle wicket, Owen sort of crumples, he goes to the ring, Sammy looks conflicted, looks at Roman, gets a nod, runs, big halluva kick, <laughs> then throws, uh, throws Kevin down on the mat, uh, points to Jay, Jay does a big splash, and uh, pins uh, Kevin Owens and the Bloodline win this match. Yeah, uh, fantastic finish. Hang on, who who got the pin? What did I say, Jay? Yeah, it was Jay, because Sammy gave basically gave Jay the pin, which was a great story as well. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved that Roman wasn't the one that got the pin, because that's what I thought for sure was going to happen. So, yeah, no, everything about this was just such a perfect storytelling match. I loved it. Yeah. I love how, like, post-match, he's sort of there. He sort of gets the respect from Roman. Then 
Jay picks him up like in a big hug. He does the handshake thing with Jimmy. And the camera sort of cuts. And then when it cuts back from showing the replays, Sammy's shirt's torn. So I don't know if he ripped it himself in celebration or somebody of the bloodline ripped it because it said honorary use on it. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but but on Raw, they just started flat out calling him Sammy Uso. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I don't hate. I don't hate it. Yeah, and it, I, I love um, on Raw after this, like Jey Uso now loves Sammy. It's so great, the storytelling. And it almost makes me wonder, is it going to be... Like the Usos and Roman turning on Sammy, or could it possibly be Sammy turning on the bloodline and Sammy going heel and the rest of them going, or perhaps the Usos going face? Because now the story is that Sammy has earned both of the Usos' trust. So what if the next logical conclude the next logical step is well they should have kept trusting their gut because Sammy did end up turning on them. Yeah. But I don't know if we're ready for a babyface bloodline. No, no, that's true too. Uh where is Mr. Roman Reigns? There we go. So, I mean, it is hard to to say what they would do. There's also a theory about how um, every time the bloodline do the finger point, you'll notice that one person never does it, and that's Solo. Oh. And the whole thing about Solo being named Solo because he fend fended for himself while his brothers were off, you know, being stars around the world, and that was basically his storyline in NXT. So perhaps perhaps Solo could turn on him? And there's, mm. the, there's a theory that what because they keep talking about how the elders sent Solo to keep an eye on Roman. Like, that's how they keep talking about it. And, like, Paul Heyman talks about it. Roman talks about it. What if the elders are sending Solo to keep an eye on him so the real head of the table can show up? And that's Dwayne. And Solo yeah. sides with Dwayne. So these... And the fact that I'm getting, like, this into the fantasy booking of the bloodline tells you that I actually give a shit about them again. They've done such a tremendous job, and it's all because of Sami Zayn. Yeah, it is. It is quite interesting there. Uh, so just having a look at uh, some stats here, Roman is now fifth longest world champion in uh, company history, 821 days. The next marker above him is Pedro Morales at 1,027 days. So that's for any of the world championships in WWE. Unreal. Um, in terms of uh, the different world ch uh, championships, 
is now uh, longest reigning, uh, longer reigning as Universal Champion than any WCW, ECW, or World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. Uh, and then where was it? He's like he's not that far off in terms of um days with um. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cumulative? Yeah. Cumulative reigns. Okay, big close. Closing in now on him. But I thought when we had that, um, that punk reign, we weren't going to see another long reign. And then we had that Brock reign, and I thought, okay, well, they've done that one now. Now they won't need to do a long one for a long, like for a decade or two. And then we got another long one. We've had like three long reigns in a decade and a half. Crazy. Yeah, that's actually insane. Yeah. It, it's hard to to think like, <laughs> we won't see any of these. They shouldn't, they should never have unified the belt, so. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel like people like Seth, who's having the best year of his career, isn't getting the credit that he deserves. He should be the main guy on Raw with the like the WWE title. Yeah, that's true too. Uh. Roman. And I only say that so Cody can win the Rumble and challenge Seth for the belt. I don't hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot that Seth was injured in a house show match against Kane in Dublin, Ireland. Yep. Which led to Roman's first title victory that lasts less than a day because Sheamus cashed in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I wonder why people didn't care about the titles that much. And then you had Seth win it and hold it for less than a day. Yeah, but that was good because that was when um, every member of the Shield held the belt in the same night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was sick. Uh, yeah, you had... Um, Roman loses the belt to Seth, and then Dean cashed in on Seth the same night. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, this has been a fun trip. Um, I suppose anything else we need to touch on today? Um, How many beers for the pay-per-view? I suppose that's the last thing. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a three and a half. Two really good matches. The rest I couldn't really care about. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say three. And that's mainly for the War Games matches. Mainly yeah. for Sami Zayn. Yeah, Sami's just a star, man. Um, quickly... Yes. Australia into the round of 16. Fuck yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Australia I... beat Denmark this morning. How mad. <laughs> Australia <laughs> won two games in a row in the World Cup. That's unheard of. We won two games? Yeah, we beat, Tun- we beat Tunisia on Saturday. And then oh, we Tunisia, beat- yeah. Tunisia, yeah. We beat Tunisia on Saturday, and then we beat Denmark today. The, the only problem with um, the Australian games is they're all, all been um, bad hours for me because it's like a seven-hour time difference, and they're all falling on days when I work. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see who have we got then in the next round. Oh, Argent- we got Argentina. Argentina. Yeah, we're okay. fucked. No, Argentina did terrible. They lost to Saudi Arabia, and then they only scored two goals against Mexico, two goals against Poland. Poland's good, though. That's what's actually good. Yeah, but you don't really think of, uh, like, Saudi Arabia and Mexico uh, as, like, world powerhouse of um, football. Like... Like, uh, Poland's got Lewandowski, so they're really fucking good. And Mexico's, like, one of those teams that's capable of doing upsets. Yeah. Uh, I have no fucking idea how Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. That just made no (laughs) sense. Ranked 51st in the world, Saudi Arabia. Argentina ranked third. (laughs) Yeah. All I want, though... And I think it's possible now if Portugal win their next game or stay on top of their group. Yeah. I want a Messi Ronaldo World Cup final. Okay, hang on. Portugal Group H. Group H winners would be on the bottom half of the bracket. If they top their group, then they won't meet until the final. Or third place playoff if they both lose the semi final. Yeah, so we just want a Messi-Ronaldo World Cup final. If if Argentina's going to beat Australia, we might as well have Messi versus Ronaldo in the final. Haven't you it, heard, Alex? What? It's coming home, it's coming home. England's looking all right. <laughs> I, I will give them a sh- chance. I think, like, if England win... Their round of 16 match, I think they go up against France. There's no way they beat France. France is way too good. Uh, England playing Senegal. So they'll play the winner of France and Poland. Yeah. Yeah, France wins that every day. Oh, if we win, we play the winner of Netherlands, United States. Yeah, we've actually got half a chance there. Because Netherlands are notorious knockout stage choke artists in the World Cup. Yeah. And US, like... Eh, the... <coughs> sorry. Uh, they scraped through out of the group stage, finally getting a win today. Or yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah. that, they had, what, boring-ass nil-all draws all, get, all uh, group stage? They drew one all with the Welsh. Oh, one all with Welsh, and then nil all with England. Yeah, I actually watched that entire England game. I was like, (laughs) 
so excited because I was like, oh, this will actually be a good game. Fuck, it was so shit. It was so bad. England and, then, and Wales was good. And what was the other game I watched the other day? It was 3-all. Uh, was, was it um, Serbia and someone? And I can't remember. Three all. Yeah, there was a three all draw. Hang on, I'm pulling I'm it up. Look for you, bud. Because Cameroon, Serbia. Yeah, Cameroon, Serbia. I was like, I'll put it on, see. But these are two teams that are just fucking dead. Just like, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> and that they decide to fucking go. I think it was like Cameroon goes 1-0 up and then Serbia goes bang, bang. Then all of a sudden Serbia's 3-1 up and then all of a sudden it's 3-0 and I'm like, this is the fucking best. This is why I love soccer. But like, fuck. And then you go watch some of the big powerhouse teams like England and fucking USA and it's just a fucking snooze fest. Yeah, it it's always interesting the last day of the um of the group stage because uh, tonight Japan and Spain. If Japan wins that, and if Costa Rica beats Germany, Spain and Germany could be knocked out. Yeah, we want one of them out. Like Germany don't deserve to win. Germany don't deserve to make it through just because they lost to what Japan. Yeah. Yes, so fuck Germany. <laughs> Spain belted um, Costa Rica 7-0. Yeah, but Spain also have looked kind of shit at certain points too. Oh yeah, and then they drew 1-1 with Germany the next game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Is that... When... What time's the next game? Let me just pull it up. Surely <laughs> it's almost... sleeping. <laughs> Oh, no, it's at fucking one thirty. Really? <laughs> oh. Boo. Go Canada. Canada. Man. <laughs> I, I am... I, amongst friends and that, my early prediction for who was going to win the World Cup was Belgium. Yeah. Because uh, their center attacking midfielder Kevin De Bruyne is literally one of the best players in the world right now, and they've got a really great striker as well. You just have a good center attacking mid with a good striker, and you can beat anyone. But no, now they've made me look like a fucking idiot lately too. When uh, they lost two, they lost two nil to Morocco. Yeah, that that powerhouse of football, Morocco. Yeah, Belgium's fucking ranked number two in the world, by the way. Really? Yeah. Belgium, uh, UEFA. Oh, yeah, they're number two at the moment. Oh, well, that sucks. I mean, it sucks for Italy. They didn't qualify again. Yeah, get fucked. We're still angry. Never forget. Yeah, still angry. That wasn't a fucking pen, you idiots. Uh, yes. Uh, man, I think uh, that'll do it for now. Uh, when does Australia play next? Will they play before we talk next week? 
probably uh, these games yeah, move I pretty so. quick. Uh, third. Yeah. So that is Friday. Well, Friday overnight, our time, Australian. Uh, well, yeah, fuck, man. Um, you have to get up. I, I, just, I just have a theory about the 2006 World Cup and that we actually could have won it. Uh, hang on, I'll pull up that tournament because it'll have the... Um, yeah, I'm pulling it up too. Because, um, so, round of 16, we lose to Italy 1-0. So and it shouldn't have been a pen. It was a fucking dive. I think with Mark Schwarzer in goal, we could have won a shootout. Italy I go on to face Ukraine and win 3-0. We could have beat Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, then they go on to face Germany, going to extra time, winning 2-0. Yeah, Germany that just scraped through past Argentina as well. So I think we could we could have beat Germany. Now the question is, could we have beaten France in 06? Probably not. But I think we could have made the World Cup final, or at the very least, we the could semi. have made the, the semi. We could have we could have possibly like the third place game was Germany Portugal. Yeah. We could have been in the third place game. Where are we in here? So like, we were ranked 28th. Um, who'd you say? So we faced, we would, would have faced Ukraine, who were ranked 26. So that's a pretty even matchup. <coughs> who, who was after that? Then we would have faced Germany. I think we would have Germany, lost to Germany. Germany, who were number four. We would have lost to Germany. Yeah. But then we, we would have. We would have been in a third-place game against Portugal. I think we would have had half a chance. Oh, was that the semi-final, that German game? Yeah. Okay, so Portugal, Portugal, Portugal. What the hell is Portugal on here? Uh, Portugal ranks 17th, so that's about 10 places higher. Yeah, we would have had half a chance against Portugal that year. Paper, yeah. I don't think we would have had much of a chance against France. I think if we beat if we beat Italy, Germany probably would have won the World Cup. Now that I'm looking at it, and Germany would have won the World Cup as a host nation. Yeah, which ha- I think it's happened like once. Uh, I think France did it in '98. So let's have a look here. Hosts. Uh, Uruguay. So since post-World War II, uh, England, West Germany, Argentina, then France in 98, and then no one. Oh, fuck. There was a lot more than I thought, to be honest. Yeah, well, since we've been born, it's just been France in 98. Yeah. That was Henri Zidane, fucking such a good team. Ooh. Actually, they still would have had those guys in 06 too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they would have still been going. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. I felt like talking about the World Cup because I've been watching a lot of it. Yeah, um, it is. A, how do you feel about it being in Qatar? Do you, 
sort of feel it's sort of the same way as uh, WWE in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Basically, I'm now, like, the whole Saudi Arabia WWE thing has just gotten me to the point where I just don't care anymore. It's like, they're going to do it no matter what, I think. Yeah. So um, I'll sit back and just take it for what it is. And if they do something that's entertaining for me, I'll take it. I think, um, yeah, Qatar's kind of a controversial country because of some of their things, the things they do. Um, I know there was a big stink about Harry Kane, the England captain, not being allowed to wear his rainbow captain's armband. There was a big stink about that because of, you know, that's just it's illegal to be gay in Qatar. Yeah, I think they still stone people over there. Because yeah. I was looking up one of the laws and it uh, put to a link where under that law in some Middle Eastern countries you can be stoned. It's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah it sort of makes you a lot more grateful to live where we do. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, not perfect, but it's... It's, it's all right. I mean, I'm not gay, but if I was, I'd rather not be pelted to death with rocks. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool to not get pelted to death by rocks just because of who I find attractive. That's just fucked up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's not, not for me to get on my soapbox about that, but... Um, this has actually been a pretty entertaining World Cup. We've seen some pretty crazy results. Um, there's been some great goals. There's been a lot of goals, actually. There's been a lot of goals this year, despite England and US trying to bore the shit out of everyone. Um, actually, I'll give England less less stick for that because, you know, they came out of the gates with a 6-1 win against yeah. Iran. Iron Sheik did not approve. <laughs> that jabroni, <was> US. <laughs> that fucking da Harry Kane, the fucking jabroni. Don't, don't disrespect the icon, the legend. The Iron Sheik. That fucking bullshit. Uh I suppose uh, we should wrap things up. Yeah. Um, by the way, humans, apologies for my voice all thing. I've had a, I've had a real shitty throat. Like, I had a flu a couple of weeks ago, and just the cough and the throat pain just hasn't gone away. So, um, yeah, I get a little cro- croaky here and there. But if you've got a problem with it, hit me up, at Fruity is Alex on Instagram and Twitter. Tell me my throat is fucking stupid and you can find us at wrestle <laughs> shit there's the throat again at wrestle Oz style with an AUS search us up on Facebook wrestling Oz style and you can find Chris at at I'm Chris Funder or you can come watch me game a couple of times a week on Twitch twitch.tv slash Chris Funder I'm gonna play Pokemon Nuzlocke soon it's not going to be fun. Chat's going to laugh at me. Yay. I've got a Nintendo Switch now. 
Oh, yeah, you can play the glory that is $80 worth of bugs and glitches in Pokemon Scarlet or Violet. Yeah, I went Violet because purple's my colour. But um, <laughs> I should have gone Scarlet because I think that's, like, it's more based in the past instead of the future. Yep. Uh, but anyway, um, I've actually enjoyed it. I haven't had any glitches or anything. You have a proper switch, though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've only got a light. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And, but enough about us rambling. But if you like our rambling, you can listen to every episode of the Wrestling Hour Style uh, for free in the archives on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, or using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Fuck, you got a bit rusty there towards the end, mate. We're going to have to put some more practice in, eh? Yeah, you know, just take it one week at a time, see how it goes, try to score a few goals. Yeah, just get out on the track and, you know, give your mate a trip out and see how we go, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, since when was that fucking pay-per-view on a Sunday? Well, I'm so pissed. I thought I was going to come home from bowling and then the next morning I'd be able to watch fucking war games. No, I had to sit in the fucking car park at a bowling alley watching war games on my phone between games.